Not sure I agree with this song. We got John Schneider on hold. Like, this is a depressing track. Dude, you got to play ACDC. Yeah, you can't <laughs> come with this bowels. track, man. Like, Springsteen. All right, we get it. That's the theme we're playing, yeah, Springsteen. But, but this one, man, this guys, is... Guys, John Schneider's on the line. Don't you think you go with Born to Run? Something. Like, this guy come is talking alive. about being aggressive on the bases. He wants everyone running. Yeah. And we don't come in with Born to Run. This one is an As emotional As they say in the track. broadcasting business, uh, a mistake like that from JP could ultimately cost him his job. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring in the skip. All right, here's the manager of the Blue Jays, John Schneider. How you doing, John? <laughs> Good. Yeah, that was a disappointing intro. Dude, it was <laughs> awful. But, but definitely, thank you for having me on. Yeah, we've been trying to spice it up. We're trying to get loud, but that that yeah, song. We're firing that guy, John. We're firing that guy. <laughs> uh, how's it going down there? You guys are. What are you on your way back to Dunedin? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yep. On the way back from a uh, longer trip over to play the Braves. Kind of a lighter squad today. Um, but yeah, heading back and. Uh, Looking forward to a split squad tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we talk about that a lot in terms of how you, you kind of put together the, the lineup for these games, especially early in spring training, road games. I'm looking at who you had uh, playing today. Not a lot of big league names, specifically with the bats. You had some, some vets pitching today. But take us through that thought process, John, in terms of how you try to mock up you know, who's going to get their live ABs, who's going to get their innings in, and what is an ideal setup for your veterans to be ready for opening day? Yeah, I mean, we map it out a week in advance, uh, who's playing where, and right now in camp, you know, third day, it's kind of a gradual build-up for most of the regulars, and a lot of them played yesterday, so they kind of go every other day to start, um, and basically everyone in camp is playing tomorrow with two games going on. And probably towards the end of the week, we get into, you know, playing back-to-back and three in a row, things like that, but just monitoring how the guys are feeling and making sure that they, you know, just get what they need. So I think as camp winds down, you'll see guys playing three, four in a row. You know, some guys like to get 50 at-bats, some guys only need 30, um, whatever it may be. So um, just trying to get them ready and uh, be ready to roll when we hit St. Louis. John, training camp seems, spring training seems to be it's slow developing, even with the exercises that the players are doing. How long before that there's a mutual understanding that it's not really like go time, but it's time to start putting all this stuff together? How long before that message is, is ultimately sent, or they just know it? I mean, a little bit of both. I think as the numbers, you know, get whittled down a little bit and you have some of the guys, you know, back to the minor league camp, the guys start to pick it up and they start to realize that, you know, they're a little bit more focused with their results at that point. So they know when the the flip kind of switches, it's probably with about 10 days left in camp. Everyone's getting antsy to get going. And uh, usually they're in a good spot physically, mentally, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, you know, they, they know when it's time to go. They can they can feel it and they get they get the itch. I'm curious how, how much of that messaging is, is being relied upon in terms of the new guys you brought in, guys like Kiermaier, Belt, uh, Bassett in the rotation, like the veterans that, that you've brought into the fold here, how loud they've been around the clubhouse and, and how big of an impact they've had on that professionalism and, and making sure everyone's on the right page. Yeah, I mean, they've kind of step right into what we had hoped they they would do. Um, And we have guys that have been playing for a while now that still are are young, so they kind of understand what they need to get ready as well. But it's been great to see Bassett. You know, Bassett's all over the place. He's watching everyone's bullpens. He came to the game yesterday. Um, Even though he wasn't scheduled to pitch, he's kind of just getting to know everyone. 
um, kind of like the social butterfly, if you will. And Kiermaier is, you know, exactly what we thought he was going to be. You know, he is high energy, ready to go, um, is thrilled to be, you know, part of this team. Brandon Belt, just kind of a steady veteran presence and understands what he needs to do to get ready. So it's a cool mix of those guys that are, that are jumping in with the core that we do have. And uh, it's nice that a lot of them are pretty – they're pretty comfortable with, with exactly what they need to get ready. So the, the conversations back and forth are really easy. What's your level of excitement, John, on the new look outfield this year? George Springer, not center field, but you're going to have Dalton Varsho and you'll have Kiermaier. Like it, it feels like it'll be a little bit of a different look. Is there a different mindset you think those guys have as far as you know how they're going to play out there? And how do you feel about that group? Yeah, I mean, I feel great about that group. I think the mindset, yeah, is going to be different because you have three center fielders or three guys capable of playing center out there that are just going to want to go get everything. Um, and watching the three of them specifically work together day in and day out, their conversations and their mindset is that they're going to be the best outfield in baseball. And they can absolutely do that. It's um, They're very, very confident. It's definitely a new look than you know, what we've rolled out in the past. And, um, you know, I think they're going to be pitchers' best friends. It's uh, it's pretty cool to see those three work together. John, did you tell Kikuchi that you'd like him more if he had a beard and things will go better if he had a beard? Like, how's the beard going? How's he looking? <laughs> yeah, it was actually the first thing we talked about in the offseason. You know, just let him know. You, know. you just said, I got a beard, you better come with a beard and things will go right. better? right. Yeah, exactly. Just see how this looks and, you know, take it or leave it. No, he's he's been great. I mean, he's uh, his beard looks fantastic. I think it's just a different wow. dynamic to him. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a little bit. He's got some work to do in terms of the fullness of it, but I, I love that he's rocking it. And, um, you know, he just he looks like such a different pitcher right now and just confidence and being a little bit more comfortable in his setting with his teammates. And, you know, last year was quick and all that kind of stuff. So, um worked his tail off in the off season and has kind of picked up, you know, right where it left off, you know, from January when he was in working early. He's, you know, his first outing was fantastic. Um, everything has been very consistent. He's been, he's been a really, really, um, I don't want to say surprise, but it's just really encouraging to see where he's at. With Jay's manager, John Schneider, uh, a lot of buzz around baseball about the pitch clock, and we saw a couple of examples of it over the weekend. Early in camp, who are you sensing is having a, a tougher time adjusting? Is it the pitchers or the batters? I think the pitchers are trying to gauge it out and see exactly how much time they have. I, you know, it was there was a couple guys that were pretty close to getting strikes called on them, um, but I think the pitchers are gonna they're gonna realize that it's it's kind of funny they have more time than they think, you know, and there's gonna be ways to kind of work around the rules a little bit, and there's gonna be guys that can manipulate it and come set early and have a hitter stand there for, you know, nine seconds and not having him be able to call timeout and things like that. So we haven't had a violation yet from a pitcher, and I think what they're learning from these games, everyone hasn't really gotten into a game yet, but I think what they're all saying when they come out of their out of their outing is, yeah, that's fast, but I know I have more time. So it's it's going to be a little bit of trial and error. What is the messaging for Major League Baseball in terms of how this is going to be policed? Is it your understanding like this is diligent and if it's game seven World Series ninth inning that pitch clock runs out that's your problem or might this ease out at some point? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean we saw the game I think it was the Braves and the Red Sox the other day where it ended in a tie on a, mm-hmm. on a strike three violation. You know 
I think it'll I think it'll work itself out, and I think it's it's one of those things where the pace in between pitches you you're going to see a difference. It does keep the game going at a at a much quicker pace, and uh, hopefully that you know really meaningful games. Not that every game isn't meaningful, but hopefully it's not you know done on a technicality or done on a on a rule that's really really new to somebody. And I think the probably the rules will be amended as the season goes a little bit and be and be kind of fine tuned a little bit based on what the league is seeing. So. Overall, it's been good, and um, you know you just don't want to see you know a uh, the players not dictate the outcome of the game. More on a big picture note, John. Like Jeff and I went to many NHL training camps, and a lot of the times the chatter was you know the playoffs, the championship. Like there's always this kind of end goal that kind of gets reiterated throughout the group. Um, for you. With the group you have this season, obviously your expectations would be a lot higher. What's the message you're sending to the group, and what are your expectations for this group? Message to the group is, you know, we have been a very talented team for a number of years, and right now it's just time to take the next step and going from a talented team that um, can almost out-talent people at times to a very um, precise, efficient, focused group that can beat a team in a variety of ways. That's kind of been the messaging. I think that, you know, with certain additions to the club, um, those things will happen both on the field and in the clubhouse, which is really cool. So that's kind of been the messaging. We're stressing little things. You know, there may be a night where we're facing a tough pitcher and we have to create some runs um, on the bases or prevent some runs in the field. You know, and there's going to be nights where the guys are banging and you got to, you know, just sit back and let them, let the offense come. So it's unique to where, you know, this group can, can do a lot of that stuff um, on any given night. So the messaging is just, yes, we've been very talented. And right now we want to be viewed as a very complete team and um, make a deep postseason run. And once you get there, you know, it's kind of a uh, all bets are off and see what happens. John, how does Vladdy look? Is he kind of getting into a stretch in the next two, you know, five to seven years where he can absolutely go nuts? Does he kind of have that comfort level where he feels like a like a veteran player, and he's just when that young player turns the corner, they can be awfully dangerous. Yeah, he's um, he's about as focused as I've ever seen him. You know, since I've known him, and he's uh, it was great. He was down at the facility, down at the complex here in, in early January, and and he's been very very driven to. Um, I mean, last year wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I think his standards are way higher. So. Kind of like showing people, hey, 2021 wasn't a fluke. It's that's that's the kind of player that I am. So his focus is just ridiculous right now. I mean, two homers in his first two games. Um, the way he's working, the the quality of work that he's doing every day, and the intent with what she's what she's doing it is is great to see. Um, it's rubbing off on his teammates already, and he's a dude. He's obviously one of the best players in the game. And um, you know, right now it feels like whenever he steps in the box. He's going to hit something really hard. With Jay's manager, John Schneider, obviously you guys have not had access to the new dimensions up at the Rogers Center, but it's coming, and you're aware of the new look park. How can you prepare for that? Does it does it change any approach, either from a pitching perspective, defense perspective, hitting perspective, the idea that, that your home park is going to have a bit of a different feel to it this season? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll change, you know, once we kind of see it and see how it plays, right? I mean, it's we have guys like Bo, Chappie, Vladdy that, you know, hit balls to right center. And then you got more left-handers in the lineup this year that, you know, it's going to be enticing to kind of go that way, I think. And it's going to be the same for the opposition. So the biggest thing is 
trying to see really how the ball carries, whether it's roof open, roof closed, um, and kind of see how that wall plays. It's I was up there a few weeks ago, obviously, with all the construction, but standing in center field, you can see how how close right center is, but how high the wall is. So there's going to be some weird bounces out there. Um, you know, George and KK and Varsh are going to have to get used to the way the, the ball's playing off the wall and things like that. Um, and it's going to be new for everyone. So it's going to be a, a big off day when we get back from the road trip uh, initially to kind of gauge it out, see what it looks like, and see how it plays. But it's... Um, it's definitely, I think, like any park like Fenway, Yankee Stadium, even Baltimore now with the really deep fence and left, it, it's going to add a dynamic that you're going to have to be aware of where it is. Yeah. Are the golf clubs tucked away for the year, John? What's what's going on down there in Dunedin? <laughs> Mine are never tucked away. You know, I'm just you know a, a few hours away from from having a bad round and throwing them. But whenever I can get out, I'm trying to. You know, I live right across from my course, which is great, but. Time is really tough right now, so maybe sneak out for maybe nine holes or so on our first off day here coming up on the sixth. All right. Good luck. Good luck with that. And uh, it's always great to catch up with you, John. We appreciate you doing this, and best of luck through the spring, and we'll catch up again soon. All right. You bet, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yep. There he is, John Schneider, Jay's manager. What a move living right across from your golf course. Yes. That's a good You know what that screams? I own a golf cart. And I just take the cart right to the first tee. Always the vet it's move, right? It's right from the garage right to the first tee. I love seeing those guys. You go down to a you know a spot in Florida, and the guy's got the same tee time every day. Yep. It's like Truman Show, man. You see him driving to the course, same route, yep. going through the same streets. There's a chicken club. Bags on the back. Chicken club and an ice-cold beverage waiting, waiting for, him for him upon his arrival right when he gets to the home. 18th green. Yep, right when he gets home. And the beauty of those, like if it's in like a gated community or whatever, they don't leave their clubs at the course. They just bring them home. Yeah. It just it never leaves the cart. They don't need storage or anything. Actually, I'll be taking my clubs home today, <laughs> and they'll be back tomorrow. Are you, are there, you a back shop guy? guy? Uh, there are oh, some I guys down sure. there. That the same set of clubs have probably stayed on the cart for five to ten years. Yeah, never move, never no, detached. Just I'm going, I'm playing, I'm teeing it. I'm gonna uh, put stuff in it, refill mm-hmm. it, whatever he puts in there, and that bag stays on that cart for life. You see some souped up carts down, man. Like in in 2023, the cart technology. Yeah, we're down in the states. A lot of it is revolves around favorite sports teams. I have a picture actually in my phone. I was down in Naples. Uh, in the fall, and there was an Ohio State University cart. This thing had to cost fifteen grand, and it was stacked. Yeah, like the 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 tires were eighteen inches, and it was all decked out in OSU gear and comfy paint seats, and like the nice big plush seats, full for leather, sure. a second row of seats. Yeah. Like this thing was. Let me ask you this: stacked, built-in speaker, absolutely. Oh yeah, and a little place for some ice and some booze mm-hmm. and some beers if need be. Like everything was taken care of. Yeah, probably fifteen grand, no problem. Anyway, thanks to John Schneider. We appreciate it. Chris Johnston still to come. The Leafs making moves. Jake McCabe and Sam, don't call me Daniel Lafferty. Hey, Frankie's got a couple more D options. And a couple we more need D to options. Circle back on. Okay, let's Maybe bring we'll that back. Those. Yeah, we'll get to those. We'll circle back on a five pack. We can circle back. We've got all yeah. afternoon. We'll circle back on the five possible options for D pairings, and we'll go through which ones we think make the most sense, but ultimately, which one we think Sheldon Keefe. 
is going to believe in because that's what really matters. What's the coach going to do with all these players? So that more still to come. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on the TSN app.